welcome to Lombardi's Legends podcast. Wags, it's uh, we're in the middle of the off season now. The OTs have taken off. How you doing? I'm doing great, Dane. We've it's been a while since yeah. we've done a pod, and we were talking off air before we jumped on here. Seems like there's a lot of topics, and we were comparing notes on what we could talk about, and believe it or not, not all of them involve Aaron Rodgers. So um, I can't believe it, Wags. I couldn't. Yes, I can't for, believe that. <laughs> in fact, I think just for all of you out there, I'm sure if you're anything like us, the Aaron Rodgers story is just starting to get a little bit fatiguing, to be honest with you. And we could sit here and talk about and speculate, but I think we've all heard enough of that at this point. So we're just going to let it play out. And, and we're, we're really not going to talk about Aaron Rodgers all tonight. So maybe that's a reprieve or maybe it's a disappointment, but that's just what we're going to do. So Dane, I don't know where to start. I mean, we've got OTAs going on here the last couple of weeks. And uh, once we get past the mega drama of the Rogers storyline, it seems like we've had a lot of interesting news coming out of Packerland. Yeah, we, we sure have. And I, I'll, I'll tell you what, um, I've been following pretty darn closely and trying to find silver lining in, in the situation um, that we're currently in. I've been following Jordan Love, Wags, and following his development. And he's getting, uh, you know, he's under the microscope now. There's no doubt about that. Uh, everybody's watching his every move, social media, you know, I've seen the video shared everywhere, the young man, and, but it's been, dare I say, a little bit enjoyable to watch Jordan out there. Uh, he hasn't talked really to the media yet, um, but to, to watch him out there moving around and um, kind of curious, I know you've been tracking what he's been doing as well and, and curious what your impression is. I mean, this is such a small sample size. <laughs> we're not talking full speed, you know, we're not talking any of this stuff, but going into year two, um, what's your read on Jordan so far? I think all I can go on is what his teammates and the coaching staff have been saying. So, yes, we've seen some videos. We, we've gotten some reports. But no one really got a chance to see him last year. So what, what are we comparing him to? And what's the bar? Um, I thought it was really encouraging uh, what Aaron Jones said, that there was a noticeable difference in the huddle um, and just his command of the offense. I mean, Aaron Jones is always going to be an optimistic guy and he's going to support his teammates. And, and, but, he, you know, he had some, some certainly very positive things to say. So that's, that's encouraging right off the top. Uh, on the other hand, uh, it, it's hard to say when you read through the lines, the coaching staff has been much more measured. Now, I don't know if that's because they don't want to put even more pressure on Jordan. Um, and or um, put him under the limelight even more than he is, which is hard to imagine he could be. Um, but they've been a, a little bit more using words like he's progressing, um, and they're really coaching all of the guys in the quarterback room. Is I think something that Coach Hackett mentioned today. So I think they're trying to temper expectations a little bit. Um, now, I don't know how much of that is to take some of the pressure off Jordan Love or if that's just reality at this point. 
seems like he's had some good zip on the ball from all the reports and, and his accuracy not surprisingly has been a little bit up and down uh, in the team sessions, but that's just kind of been who Jordan Love was coming out of college. So I'm not surprised by that. I think when the bullets start flying a little bit more, all of the reps he's getting right now can be nothing but positive. Yeah. No, I, it's been, it's been a really interesting read from the coaching staff uh, and from the teammates. There's no doubt. Um, Luke Getze, the quarterbacks coach for the Packers, you know, he actually used the terminology light years ahead of where he was last year. That's um, that's, you know, I don't think, I think they're walking this, this delicate line of wanting to encourage him, but not trying to hype him up. And that seems to be the, the team message to a certain degree. Now, you know, a follow-up question was, is he game ready? And he's like, nobody really knows. <laughs> and, and I think that's a valid answer, but I think that that's where we're at with Jordan right now is we don't know. We didn't even get to see him in the preseason last year. And um, I, I do think though, that this is a great opportunity for him to, um, develop and you know no matter what happens here I think that we need to look at the silver lining where Jordan's getting a ton of reps right now and getting all the attention of this offensive coaching staff and uh, I think that that's all that's going to do is help accelerate his growth yeah and that's completely fair it's also fair Dane isn't it that there could be some cause for concern sure so you know what do you think about when you hear that he's not really complete any passes longer than five yards downfield in a couple of practices and from what the reporters have seen. Um, and some of that measuredness, I mean, this is a first-round pick, and a lot of times first-round quarterbacks, they're being asked to play in year one, ready or not. Now, the Packers have the luxury of obviously not needing to do that last year. So that doesn't say anything positive or negative necessarily about Jordan Love, but that's just the reality when you look at the quarterback position around the league is these rookies that are drafted that high, typically you're looking for them to step in sometime mid or right away in year one. Uh, Or if if you're a guy like Patrick Mahomes, you're clearly the guy and ready to go and get handed the reins in year two. Now, no one's expecting Jordan Love to be the next Patrick Mahomes. We'll see how he fares in his career. But the fact that we're not getting anything less than full vote of confidence that, yeah, we'd be ready to go to battle with this guy if we need to. Is that a cause for concern at all? You know, it's a, it's a really good question, Wags. I, I think that it kind of um, weaves in with some of the other situations that are going on within the team and who's in camp right now and, frankly, who's not. Um, I think that as Jordan's processing the offense, I think, I think, you know, without seeing it, it's hard for me to be able to kind of comment, you know, too deeply on on what's going on. I know he threw a pick uh, that was kind of a drop by a newcomer, DeAndre Hopkins, and KB Ento came down with the ball. So, you know, some of the stats are a little bit misleading. Um, I will say, though, that the top five wideouts for the Packers, um, you know, assumingly right now, uh, aren't really in camp. Uh, they're not in Green Bay right now. So yeah. So let's that, just talk about that. I don't. I mean, unless you have more on Jordan Love, but I think that's that's a whole another topic. So let's just dive into that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, what's 
what's your read? I, I think that um, it doesn't smell right to me. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Uh, I think that uh, the, the receivers are tight with Aaron Rodgers. And I think that um, personally, without knowing any inside information, uh, if it was one or two guys, I'd be like, mm, maybe. Uh, the fact that it's a lot of the top guys uh, is, is a little bit more um, jarring to me. And I think there might be something else going on. It certainly seems that way. Now, the coaching staff has done a nice job of dealing with whatever the situation is. They're not letting that get outside of the room, so to say. Um, it was interesting that Coach Rabel, wide receiver coach, uh, in his press conference mentioned that all of those guys have been participating virtually in the virtual program. How much that's actually corresponding with the current OTAs, who knows? But it's a diplomatic way to kind of try to take some of the heat off of it, that situation. No doubt about that. Look, individually, any of these guys could have a real reason, family situation, whatever. So it's unfair for me to comment when we don't know. Um, but you're right. When it's collectively five guys not there, that you would expect to be there. It's hard not to, you know, cast some aspersions on that. On that. Um, I do find it interesting that a couple of these guys, and I'm, you know, I'm just going to say St. Brown and Funches, I don't really see them as guarantees to make this roster. I, you know what? It doesn't bother me that much. It's their decision. They could be living with the consequences in a few months. We'll see. Um, you know, especially a guy like Fenchus, and, you know, he's not going to give you anything on special teams. Okay, it's – at the end of the day, they're going to pick the best player, you know, that's going to give him the best chance to win. And if he feels like he's definitely one of those guys, great. And I, I hope he comes in and looks great in camp. Right. But he took a year off of playing football, hasn't participated in really anything with the Packers – I don't know. If I were him, I'd want to be proving that I'm doing everything I can to the coaching staff and that I'm really, my heart's really on football. <laughs> um, so not to call a guy out, and I know that he got a little miffed and some of the Packers reporters were kind of defending him and some of the other receivers. And that's fine if you want to do that. And again, I'm not, um, I think it's, it's fairly evident that um, some of these, some of these guys are, you know, definitely could be there, it seems. Um, and I'm not saying def that Funches is definitely one of them. Again, he could have a personal situation that he's dealing with at home. That, that's, that's, uh, that's a real possibility. Um, we're active enough on social media to kind of read between the lines and see, see what's going on. So maybe I'll just leave it at that. But Dane, I don't know what, what thoughts you have. Well, you know, I, I, I would agree with you on all fronts so far, Wags. And I ask you then, this was, uh, and it is, uh, a roster that has a ton of wide receivers just by position um, on the roster right now. Uh, I think we've got, you know, near, near dub, double digits, potentially more than double digits. So when you're, you know, missing a, a St. Brown and a Lazard and a Funches and a Devante and an MVS, which we are, what does that mean for guys like Reggie Bengleton? Uh, 
uh, who was on the practice squad all year last year, Malik Taylor, who made the team a uh, bit of a surprise last year out of camp, Chris Blair, a uh, young man from Elkhorn State who came in in a futures contract, Juwan Winfrey, uh, who's, you know, uh, played a couple years in this league, and DeAndre Tompkins. I mean, maybe not individually, what does it mean, but Wags. Uh, this helps their chances, right? It, it has to because the coaching staff is going to be watching these guys. And you said it yourself, best players uh, are going to make the team. However, it doesn't hurt some of these guys. I look at Reggie Begleton, I'm circling his name and Chris Blair as guys that I think uh, fit this roster. They fit the mentality of the team and just the more reps, it's not going to hurt them in the eyes of the coaching staff. Sure. And I mean, Again, I'd be shocked if this happened and you know, taking nothing away from Devin Funches, but he's, does he have the talent to come in and be the number two? Sure. I don't see it happening based on, you know, his participation with the team over the last two years. And I'm not knocking him for his personal decision not to participate in some of the unknowns we were dealing with last year. Um, so Maybe I'm picking on Devin a little bit too much right now, and, and I, that's not necessarily my intention. Um, I just all to say, all things being equal, if if it's between him and one of those other guys you mentioned, I mean, uh, if they can participate in special teams and they've been participating in all the off-season programs and they're hungry and they want to, you know, and the coaching staff feels like, They've got more long-term potential. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. But that's their decision. They may have to deal with the repercussions of not participating. So I'm less miffed by the idea of, of a guy skipping voluntary workouts or OTAs that are voluntary as I am with the idea that their roster spots are given. But that's up to them, I guess. Um, and we'll see what happens in time. Wags, you know, and it's, it's interesting, you know, even making headlines in back of social media in the last 48 hours or so, Bailey Gaither making a diving catch, right. And kind of making headlines. Cause he uh, sounds like he beat Kevin King on the play. So uh, it's just kind of fascinating, right. Guys that maybe wouldn't be getting the reps they're normally getting all of a sudden are making, you know, Packer headlines <laughs> on social media and otherwise. And uh, all, all that does, I think it really does give them more tape to work with when they're trying to earn a job. Yeah, I mean they have to talk about someone. <laughs> so, uh, but but good for good for for Bailey. And I certainly uh, we're always rooting for all these guys to, to you know play at a top level and, and have a chance to have as good of a, a team and, and wide receiver position group in this case as possible. So um, the more competition we have, the better. And yeah, going back to your original point. It gives all of these guys a lot of reps that they normally would not get. <laughs> so um, I like that. I like it from that perspective because it can only make the competition that much better once camp rolls around. Do you think any of these guys that are currently not in uh, voluntary OTAs miss the mandatory stuff next week? That's a good question. I, I really don't know. What do you think? I, I think they're all back. Uh, for, for mandatory. It's a whole different animal. All, all of a sudden that starts to become lost wages. I think the Packers are kind of pioneers in the sense that they give a lot of uh, roster bonuses for these uh, 
for these types of practices to make sure that they get their guys into Green Bay altogether. Because frankly, it's a lot easier probably to train in California or Florida or somewhere warm and, and you know, all the time. But um, I do think that all the receivers are back. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, which we're not going to be talking about, is a different story. Uh, but I, I think the receivers are all back. I think we've got a near 100% or 100% participation list. Yeah, really quickly, before we move on from the wide receiver discussion, I mean, we talked about some of the guys that are maybe fringe um, roster candidates or don't have a, a, a spot locked in. What are your feelings on Devontae? I mean, Packers are going to be looking to work on a long-term deal with him. And he's made some comments, made some social media posts, that make things a little iffy uh, in terms of how he feels about Packers front office as well. Uh, I, I don't know. He's not done anything <laughs> other than skip these OTAs now, I guess. But is there any cause for concern there? Or is this something that Devontae is just using some leverage that he has as well? I think he's using leverage. I, I, I think big picture – if they can work out a deal, they're going to work out a deal. Um, I, but I do think he's keeping, he's very close with Aaron. It, it appears, you know, there's no doubt about that. I think that they, they definitely talk, but I, I think big picture Devonte is going to be there when they ask him to be there. Uh, and I think that the Packers are uh, privately working on a long-term deal with him. But if you're Devonte, why the heck wouldn't you kind of do what you're trying to do because he wants to be catching footballs from Aaron Rodgers this year. And frankly, probably for the next few years. So if you're Devante now, if not now, when to try to impose your will a little bit and try to, you know, use your sway where you can. For sure. Um, So Dane, let's talk a a little bit about a few of the guys that were at the OTAs and one that's not practicing, but honestly might be the biggest development that I've uh, seen over the last couple of weeks are the reports on how how good David Bakhtiari looks, and Packers have not ruled him out for a week one return. Crazy, yeah, uh, pretty significant. I, I'm not sure there's a whole lot else to add to that, but um, uh, truly exciting if if David, even if he's not quite ready for week one, it seems like at this point, barring setbacks, he's he's in a position where he's, he's, he's probably going to be ready to return earlier in the season than we may have expected. It's incredible. I, it's incredible news. We've seen the videos of him moving around. He's moving around incredibly well uh, for a guy who just tore his ACL, what, four months ago, something like that, like not that long ago. Uh, so good on David. Uh, I don't have a lot more to add. I'm definitely not a doctor, but I'm crossing my fingers because this team is significantly better when David Bakhtiari is on the field. So, um, you know, hoping that he just continues and we know he's going to work his backside off to get back on the field. There's no doubt. I think in either of our minds, he's a hard worker. He wants to get back on the field. And our first round pick Eric Stokes moving over to the defensive side of the ball um, just signed. So Mary Rogers is the only uh, uh, draft pick that's unsigned at this point. And reports on how well he's been looking, that he's just been um, draped on wide receivers, uh, just picking up the concepts really quickly. Um, Some very positive feedback from the defensive coaching staff, as well as Coach LaFleur, 
uh, on, on his work in the meeting room, as well as on the field. So uh, that's exciting stuff when you've got a first round pick that comes in and uh, seems to be setting this tone right away uh, from day one. I think he's going to be a fan favorite pretty quick, Wags. Um, just judging by his demeanor as well, he smiles a lot. It's clear he likes playing football. Uh, he, it sounds like he's cozied up with Jair Alexander. Uh, they've you know traded phone phone numbers and they're texting and doing a lot of that stuff. So it's good to hear Jair getting into that leadership role as well as he's starting to mature as, as a player in Green Bay. Um, but I... I Everything that we've seen so far from the, the reporters that have been in the room uh, or outside on the field when he's been playing is that he looks like he's the part. And if he's the part on the field and if he's understanding the schemes early on, um, I would not be shocked at all, Wags, if week one uh, he's a starting cornerback for the Green Bay Packers opposite of Jair Alexander. Uh, it certainly sounds like it because yeah. – Reports out of camp have been somewhat mixed. Um, Kevin King, he's missed due to a minor injury, um, a couple of practices. So we've seen that. And not to put a knock on Kevin King, but we'd like to see, um, you know, the story change a little bit as far as the headlines we see on him and then getting beat on that deep ball uh, by that aforementioned uh, diving catch by Bailey Gather. Um, on a throw from Blake Bortles isn't exactly encouraging. Um, <laughs> now things happen, but and I don't know. We didn't see the play, but anyway, uh, Kevin King was a guy that got beat on that pass. So just for the record, um, for anyone that wants to be a hater out there, I'm just stoking the flames a little bit. But <laughs> um, Dane, well, it's like real here? quick on that because this okay. is something we'll be doing. We're gonna be doing a lot of like previews of you know the camp and everything in different position groups. I just want to circle it now. I think this is going to be the most competitive and exciting group in camp to watch. Is the cornerback room? It's absolutely stacked right now, uh, up and down the list with uh, draft former draft picks. Um, you know. I, a bunch of other guys on the roster right now, a lot of guys that have had Green Bay Packer experience. So um, just stay tuned in the future because this is going to be a group that is highly, highly competitive. I thought it was interesting. Uh, I don't want to brush over this too. Adrian Amos got moved around a little bit and he was, he was getting some looks on the slot um, and they had Redmond and um, Savage as the two deep safeties. Um, Shannon Sullivan was lined up in the opposite slot. So there's a lot of interchangeable parts. I, I too am excited by this, this cornerback group. And again, I, I wasn't meaning to pick on Kevin King, but come on, man, like coming off of that uh, NFC championship game, I think there were a lot of fans and us too included that were a little surprised that the Packers brought him back, but you know, hopefully he can be healthy and productive and, and he's probably not going to be as in as prominent of a role if things go right. Um, so if he can contribute in a smaller role and be productive, I think that's the best we can hope for. No doubt about it. Um, Wags, uh, what are your take? What's your take on AJ Dillon? Uh, he, I, I love the confidence, but I want to hear your read. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase it. I don't have the quotes in front of him, but basically he's thinking he and Aaron Jones can do some damage this year. And I love the confidence, but what's, what's your take? I do too. Look, I'm excited by AJ Dillon. Um, I don't know what you expect him to say. You said he wants to, you know, form the best running back tandem in the NFL. It's good to have goals. 
Yeah. Honestly, at this point, I'm, I know, dude, I'd love what he could potentially bring, but reality is he had one game last year that he really played and had any role or impact against the Titans. And it was a fantastic game. Don't get me wrong. Progress for me with AJ Dillon would be proving that you could stay healthy for a full season um, and take those um, carries that uh, that Jamal Williams had and pass protect in passing situations on third down. So I don't know if he's proven any of those things yet. So it's a lot of big talk, and I hope you can back it up. I just hope we're not setting ourselves up for a little bit of a disappointment and not to be pessimistic. It's just we've seen talk like this from guys around the league in our years and being NFL fans. And sometimes it doesn't quite work out the way that you like. Um, It just strikes me as a little bit premature from a guy that hasn't necessarily proven some of the basic things. So I, I think there's a few steps I'd like to see in AJ's development and his production. And then maybe next season, we can start talking about forming one of the best candidates in the NFL. But look, if it happens this season, there's no one that's going to be happier than this guy. Wags, I'm all in. I'm all in on Quanzilla. Um, <laughs> I knew I it. it. Of course I want you it are. Bad. I, want, I want AJ Dillon. I want Aaron Jones to wreak havoc on the NFL. Um, but uh, only time's going to tell, right? It's Are you be- also downloading viral videos of AJ Dillon in your spare time as well? <laughs> it's, it's a I weird can- segment of the Packer fan base is doing. No comments, Wags. I can't <laughs> confirm nor deny. <laughs> I do appreciate AJ sporting a, a Quadfather t-shirt though his press conference. I, I think that's pretty funny. So good yeah. for him. I'm personal. <laughs> uh, yeah, all I'm saying is let's just see it a, a few things before we start, you know, jumping to, to that level. That's 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 not asking too much, is it? No, I think it. I think it's good. I just, I'm, I'm excited to see him. I think he's going to be. Uh, I like the confidence. It's kind of fun to have these guys yeah. chirp a little bit. No TAs. It, it shakes it up a little bit. For sure. So let's Amari Rogers, Dave. Yeah. Only unsigned, and he'll get signed soon. He'll get but signed. Yeah. Pretty exciting news. That I mean, again, we talked about Eric Stokes looking the part, playing the part, both on the field and in the meeting room. All reports are Amari Rogers is in that same mold. It appears the coaching staff is, is probably going to have that good problem of figuring out how to utilize him as much as possible in as many situations as they can. Yeah, he. Um, I've seen comparisons uh, to two former Packers uh, for different reasons. They say he plays like Randall Cobb, but he has the body of Ty Montgomery. Uh, that's exciting to hear. You know, Ty obviously famously became a running back uh, in his time in Green Bay. Uh, but, I mean, Randall Cobb is Randall Cobb. And, you know, future Packer Hall of Famer. Uh, turns out he's actually Amari's mentor as well, uh, which I absolutely love. I think that he's going to have an impact Wags early, not only in the offense, but also in special teams. I think he's going to be returner, uh, part returner early in his career. And um, I'm, I'm eager to see what he can do, but every, all signs, I mean, he makes 
really nice catches. Um, he catches the ball away from his body uh, very, very well. I think he's a fan favorite guy, you know, if you want to start circling fan favorites that are coming in because he's going to make a splash early on. I think he'll be able to find separation, make some plays in space. Uh, the Packers got, a, frankly, a steal the third round to get Amari Rogers. He's a pro's pro. He comes from a dad that played quarterback at a very high level. Um, I think he gets it, you know? So I think overall he just kind of fits that mold and it seems by all appearances, he loves the game of football. So uh, what, what is it to like right now? You mentioned uh, special teams too. It seems like he already may have the inside track as a primary return man. Uh, And coach Drayton, special teams coordinator mentioned that, he actually saw some um, similarities to uh, Micah Hyde's game. And that's the, with all respect to the return uh, man that we've had since Micah left and went to Buffalo, he's the last real threat I feel like we've had in the return game. Um, so if Mario Rogers has some of those uh, capabilities, that's, that's exciting news and uh, excellent development for Packers. I love hearing that, Wags. I mean, Micah Hyde, that's that's kind of an all-time praise. I remember back when Mike McCarthy was head coach, he'd always say, listen. Mr. January. Yeah, just one a football of, One of my all-time favorites. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's true. And I think Amari has kind of that same oh. gene in him, that he's kind of just a football player. And that's about the highest compliment we can give a guy. So uh, obviously he's got to put it together at the pro level, but he's done it his whole life. And he just seems like this moment isn't too big for him. It's kind of like, okay, this is the next step. It makes sense for me to be fitting in here. Absolutely. So Dane, I think we've covered a lot of ground here, but any other topics that you feel like you wanted to hit on? I mean, we said at the top, there are some things we didn't talk about, not even just Aaron Rodgers, but there's a few other things that honestly could almost be an entire pod. I guess that might mean that we shouldn't take so long in between pods, uh, but hey, it's the off season. We need to break every once in a while to give us, give us a, give us a break folks. But Anyway, um, any, any, any other news or um, items that you felt like we should hit on before we go? You know, Wags, like you said, there's, there's so much, but um, not, not a lot. I think that we're going to be doing a lot more podcasting now as we're starting to get closer into OTAs and now, you know, different mini camps and obviously training camps. So we're going to heat it up a little bit here. Um, but, you know, the one thing I do want to point out that I thought was interesting is Ty Summers over Kamal Martin first team inside linebacker was just something that stuck out to me. Kamal got a lot of snaps uh, last season. So did Ty Um, kind of fascinating with a new defensive coordinator that they're working tie in uh, there as well early on. So just something uh, he's a friend of the podcast too. So, I mean, you know, we always keep an eye on those guys, but uh, interesting development there. And uh, you know, there's a million other little positional things throughout the roster, but um, wanted to highlight that for you. Yeah, um, and with Joe Barry coming in, it's just a new opportunity for these guys. So they have to go out there and prove it. But yeah, Ty's been calling the plays, and I think clearly um, he has stood out amongst that group. Um, uh, certainly uh, getting some additional reps and opportunities. It's funny, that was going to be one of the last things I was going to mention too. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about some of the defensive guys in an upcoming podcast. Um, I'd also like to maybe get into 
defensive line, as well as looking at the impact that Rashawn Gary could be making with increased playing time this year as well. So we can tease that as a topic to cover in a future podcast. And um, I think we'll have plenty of time to, to get into that more uh, with um, we've got um, some more OTAs as well as minicamp uh, certainly coming up. So um, it will give us some more fodder to discuss in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And uh, Wags, I don't have much else today. I think that we'll, we'll, we'll tease for the next pod, but it's, uh, it's exciting that football's back a little bit. It's nice to get a little bit of a break from the Rogers Packers drama and instead actually talk about some football. And that's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys agree and you listen to this whole pod, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Um, as always, share us with a friend. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, etc. Um, and uh, yeah, connect with us. Um, Dave, maybe we should do an Insta Live here in the next couple of weeks as well. So uh, if you guys have any questions or topics that you want to chat with us about, hit us up and we will get that scheduled and, and uh, hopefully have a chance to do some, some live Q&A as well. Awesome. So Wags, um, as we wrap up another pod, uh, we hit 20,000 listens, downloads. So thank you so much to, to you fine, fine people. We appreciate you. And as always, Wags, go pack go. Go pack go. There ain't no second place in Lambo. It's a whole new game.